0: So wrong. We must leave.
1: Hello. Welcome once again to Dark discussion your place for the discussion for our film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the US of A, and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going? Doing well. Excellent. Uh, for folks who are new to this podcast uh, That suddenly stumbled upon us Or just folks who uh, are regular listeners uh, We are Dark Discussions Podcast Which is part of the Dark Discussions News Network um, The podcast and the network have been around for close to 12 years And we basically here on this podcast Specifically talk about genre films Such as horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrills, techno, thrills, mystery, grindhouse, outhouse uh, Midnight movies Drive in fair and foreign fair, uh, foreign language, and whatnot, art house, and so forth. Uh, basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. We also have a website called darkdiscussions.com, which is an all news network that basically has all sorts of things, including these podcasts, among other podcasts, but also uh, news articles, release notices. Uh, reviews, even interviews and such. So it's a website you should probably check out daily. Uh, We also always are looking for writers for the website. So if you want to write a daily, not a daily, but a monthly or even a weekly column uh, or even a quarterly column, we we are always looking for people to write for the network. Uh, You can fatten up your resume uh, to show that you uh, are uh, a writer for a news outlet, specifically Uh, movies and such or whatever, if you want to do video games, uh, just contact us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or go to darkdiscussions.com and press the contact us link on the menu and it opens up a form that you fill out just like an email and it comes to us that way. Uh, Just put in columnist for the subject and we will uh, talk to you. Uh, Eric, what else can people find on darkdiscussions.com?
0: Well, they can find a link to our Patreon account, Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Sorry, I almost knocked my mic over. Uh, (laughs) uh, Producing this show is not free. Uh, So if you would like to help offset the cost of producing the show, uh, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash darkdiscussions. And for every $5 a month that you care to contribute, you'll have the opportunity to submit a topic for us to possibly cover on the show. We take all the submissions from our patrons and we draw one at random on a quarterly basis to do a show on. So if that's something that interests you, uh, you can follow the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Um, any and all contributions are very very much appreciated.
1: Excellent. And yes, anything uh is appreciated as Eric specifically stated. Um all right. So, uh I guess you know, we we will probably uh, possibly have some time at the end where we can talk about uh genre news or things that we've been watching that may interest folks who listen to this podcast or follow the Dark Discussions News Network. Uh but that will be after we talk about our topic tonight. So uh Eric. Oh actually uh today is December sixteenth, twenty twenty one, for folks who are curious when we record, because sometimes we don't release these episodes until uh a month or even sometimes six months later, uh for listeners like Pam who have always been curious. So uh Eric, what are we gonna talk about
0: tonight? Tonight, we're going to talk about the new movie currently in theaters, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City.
2: Every story has a beginning. Discover the origin of evil.
1: Why are you back here, Claire? Your conspiracies weren't true when we were kids, they're not true now.
2: We need to expose Umbrella. Watch this
0: I'm afraid, Claire I'm afraid of what they're going to do to this town See, Umbrella, they have an incident I'm talking Chernobyl, if you know what I mean People are getting sick
2: You gotta help us, Claire Let the world know what's really going on years we have to contain this shall we go into a times
0: what were your brother doing here this is right
2: here experimenting on him
0: it up.
1: down that's right this is a a movie that is part of the resident evil movie franchise but it's actually kind of A weird thing, because it's not only part of the franchise, but it is also a prequel and also a reboot, depending on your terminology. Uh, It's all based on the video game series Resident Evil, which has eight official games in the series, plus a few side and small games as well. Uh, the game was uh, created by uh, Japanese company, Capcom. Uh, this film here was directed by Johans Roberts and also written by him. Uh, he is obviously a big fan of the franchise because he tried to base this movie off of episode one and episode two of the video game. Uh, the film, as stated, was based on Resident Evil, uh, the video game by Capcom. Uh, the film stars a number of folks, all pretty much people I don't know. Uh, Kaya Scodelario, Hannah John Kamen, Robbie Amell, Tom Hopper, Avon Jogia, Donald Logue, Neil McDonough, McDonough, I'm sorry, who's probably the only actor I know, and Nathan Dales. Uh, Donald
2: Logue's
0: been around for a long time. And by the way, Phil, you actually do know Caius Godillario. She was in Crawl. Yep.
1: She was in Crawl. Okay, gotcha.
2: Robbie yep. Amell is in a lot of stuff too, and he's related to the guy that played Arrow on CW. Gotcha. Uh,
1: the film had a budget of $25 million and and uh, was released uh, in the United States... Uh, November twenty fourth, um, and whatnot. So it's been at theaters. Uh, it was a. S- <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, oddly, uh, the promotion for it wasn't as big as I, one would think. Uh, probably because um, it was a "quote unquote" reboot, uh, not using the same characters, lead ca- actress from the prior. Well, it's uh, not like so, any of them
3: had had a huge promotion since maybe the first film because they've all been fairly low caliber barely above direct-to-video sequels
1: yep okay fair enough um i've only seen really paid attention to the first two uh in the series because after that they go into this post-apocalyptic which has nothing to do with the video game uh but the first two uh and this one kind of were more related to the video game, so uh, I've seen all three of those. Um, This film here was interesting. It uh, got really good reviews during the festival circuit, and then slowly, as it was released to the general critics, uh, it dropped from like 70% reviews to what I think is now down to 24% good reviews by Rotten Tomatoes, um, which uh, is an interesting thing, um, how it changed once non-genre folks uh, saw the film.
0: I don't think that's Uh, uh, entirely unusual. I think people who are at film festivals just tend to be excited about it. (laughs) and might have just a better attitude. (laughs) Right. And and depending
3: on the festival, there's a lot of very low-budget crap.
1: Well, Uh, and plus, plus, uh, depending on the festival, too, where it was played would determine the type of uh, critic you know the nerd critic versus the general film critic um and so yeah, if it was played at uh quote unquote nerd conventions um it may have gotten uh better reviews than say from uh if it had been played at Sundance for example um and at that nerd festivals are are uh, not as good as Sundance because uh, as we know, we have a bunch of them like um, the Toronto one and the Austin ones and all these others that are all genre and they're as huge as, as Sundance could be. So, um, All right. So I guess we can get into uh, how we heard about this film and uh, what we thought about it. And uh, we'll start with you, Mike. Um,
3: I don't remember when I heard about it. I think I remember seeing a trailer for it. I know at some point they were talking about rebooting Resident Evil, um, and and I guess this snuck up on us because we've been preoccupied for the last couple of years with other stuff. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the original film series. Uh, by which I should say, I'm not a fan. Um, they they really, I was kind of marvelled at the fact that somehow they made a movie about a video game that had more action and less plot than the video game did. And that's usually goes the other way around. (laughs) Um, so the, the, the resident evil films were their own thing with relatively little, uh, to anchor it back to the games themselves. Although they do, I know they did take moments from the games here and there. Um, as you said, they eventually go into this post apocalyptic thing with I think Resident Evil three um and really just kind of go their own way which which you know that's fine uh that's their thing uh but whatever um, I know that the the director for this you know said they're gonna make us make it super super scary and much closer to the games than the movies were, and he is half right that they did make it much closer to the games. Um, completely missed the whole super, super scary part. Uh, some of the CGI, uh, and there's a lot of CGI in this film, isn't all that much better than, you know, PlayStation 2 graphics. Uh, yeah, I would say this is a film that is for fans of the games. I would not really recommend it to anybody else. I'm not necessarily sure that people who are fans of the games are going to enjoy the movie, because it's not that good, but I also think if you like the games, you know there's enough there to maybe make it worth your while watching at least once. Uh, although I actually watched it twice because I was just looking for something to do yesterday, and uh, because I have the the A list pass on uh, AMC Films, I just watched it for free a second time. Um, because I actually saw it when it first opened, and I didn't remember it all that much, which I guess says a lot.
1: all right anything else mike
3: Uh, no i'll save the rest of it for the conversation
1: all right sounds good uh yeah for me uh i heard about this film i heard about it because someone i think i don't know who whether it was an advertisement or if it was someone on facebook that just posted it up on Facebook or YouTube or somewhere and it's like oh there's a new Resident Evil coming out oh interesting um and then I heard that it was going to be more true to the games and um specifically the first few games and not that the later games are are bad because they're pretty freaking awesome especially the last two um and even Resident Evil 4 was awesome so they they have some damn good games um and i am actually wearing a resident evil village which is part 8 the newest version uh t-shirt i'm wearing it right now so uh resident evil um the first two games you know was was the beginning of of the true horror uh, video game thing and so I was kinda of excited to see this film, even if it was slowly dropping in rating every day. I was checking, it's like, oops, whoops. But I said, Yeah, but if it's a reboot and it's um like Mike said, closer to the games and going to be scary, I was on board. Um but yeah, I'm I'm kinda of right where Mike is. Um it is closer to the games. Um though not that close and it was not really that scary either um also i I felt the casting of all the the people in the cast uh, except maybe neil mcdonough uh was was mediocre um the characters that we know from the video games um, and what we see here never mind obviously the the actors that were in resident evil the first film um, which actually um, have have pretty good charisma, from Michelle Rodriguez to James. What, uh, what's the, uh, the the English guy that was also in Discovery? Pervoy or something? Like yeah, that. Per, yeah, that guy. He's good. And, and Mila Jolovich. Yeah, so a lot, lot of good stuff going on in the cast there. Um, in this cast, I I, I wasn't too uh excited about uh after i mean i didn't even know who they were and then after i saw it i go yeah that, i don't see any of these characters as any of the characters from the video games um or any of these actors i should say and actresses uh but um i i, I can't say i was not entertained uh I, I, it wasn't wasn't a great film but i wasn't like why am I here? This is horrible. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, I, I would not I, – I don't know if I could even recommend it for zombie fans or for people that are fans of the game, uh, like Mike said, possibly, because um, it's just okay at best. So, yeah, it was all right.
0: I mean, that's all I got to say.
1: Uh, Eric, what
0: do you got? Um. I was vaguely aware of the notion that this movie was coming out, but <laughs> I was just surprised with just now you said it was released on November 24th. Cause I had no idea it was already in theaters when you told us we were going to do it this week. Um, and I pretty much could like without even looking at anything without watching a trailer, without looking at a poster, without reading a blurb, I was just like, Oh, good Lord, this is going to be garbage. Uh, And I was, I was mostly right. Uh, Garbage might be a little harsh, um, but it was certainly forgettable as, as Mike already demonstrated. (laughs) Um, uh, The thought that most occurred to me while I was watching this movie is, wow, I saw that in the first resident evil, only it looked better. Um, So yeah, I haven't played any of the Resident evil games, so I have no attachment in, in that regard. And I'm just watching these as movies. Um, so this was bleh. just, it's not remarkable in any way. Uh, I would like to see uh, Casco Dario in uh, more stuff. Um, I liked her in Crawl. Um, and she had an interesting vibe in this movie. It kind of reminded me for a phase from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, so I would like to see her in more movies. I don't think the fact that her part was bad in this movie was her fault. I think it was the movie's fault. Um, so yeah, but other than that, I found this movie to be, uh, completely unremarkable and generally a waste of my time.
1: All right. Sounds
2: good. Um, Barrett. Um, I heard about this cause I saw the first one. I haven't really played the resident evil games. um, I'm not sure I even want to say I liked it, because after all of that, I don't see the point. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. There were some funny parts to it. Um, was it perfect? No. It was not scary, if that's what the director was going for. He kind of missed that mark, but I didn't really think the first one was that scary. So, anyway, it was an okay film. I enjoyed it.
1: All right, sounds good. Um, so, uh, Eric, uh, do we have a... IMDb slash (laughs) wiki? Wiki, wiki! Set in 1998,
0: this origin story explores the secrets of the mysterious Spencer Mansion and the ill-fated Raccoon City. That's it.
1: All right, sounds good. Uh, Yeah, that's good enough, I guess. Um, All right, so... um, Let's discuss um, things, and before we begin, uh, people who are new to the podcast, or just a refresher for those who listen to us uh, all the time, uh, basically we talk about uh, non-spoilery stuff, the first uh, part of the podcast, and then at one point we'll throw up the spoiler alert and talk about everything and anything uh, related to the film, Uh, because again, we aren't just a review podcast. We also critique and dissect uh, the film. So we're a critique um, podcast as well, not just a review podcast. Uh, so uh, before we get into any of that, I guess, spoiler section. So uh, I guess we could talk about a couple of things, which is uh, out of the four of us, besides myself, the the remaining three of you, uh, Mike, Have you? I, I think you're closest to me. Have you played Resident evil games specifically one and two and maybe even the remake they, uh, they did about- um i've played one a little bit of two which I, i've been itching to get back to
3: uh i've got the the resident evil 2 remake um i played original i rate actually i played resident evil remake on the gamecube back in the day i played that quite a bit as well as resident evil zero which was the the, the prequel on the gamecube um then Resident Evil 4 and 5, very little of 6. I just didn't get into it for whatever reason. And I played 7 I think last year. Um, yep. but I only <laughs> played that through once. Um, I didn't feel the, the need to, to go through it again the way I have the other games in the series that I enjoyed. Um, I mean, personally, Resident Evil 4 is, uh, is a blast, but it's a different feel of the game. I think really you'll like you'll like you'll like village then because village is just just like it continue yeah but i was saying but i to me it's resident evil is still more about the original resident evil is what i've always kind of wanted them to do you know which is getting back to stuff that's super super scary which is not again and much more about mood than about um action the problem with the games being that it's a lot of silly puzzle solving Um, you know, things like we saw with the Moonlight Sonata in in this film. Um, there are, you know, hidden passageways. There's just stuff that doesn't, that works in a video game that maybe maybe doesn't work as a direct translation to, uh, to a film. So I understand that the desire to change it around. And, uh, I think they kind of do a good job of juggling and streamlining the plot line from Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2. Uh, but there's also iconic stuff that's missing. I'm sure it was cut for budget. So, um, yeah, it's like I said, I think they did a better job of capturing the films. The, the, but there's a difference between a thing that you are an active participant in. And something that you're watching happen. Um, I think, for example, there's a point and I can't remember. I think it was Chris Redfield is in the mansion and he's flicking his lighter and there's a zombie in front of him and every time he's, he flicks his lighter and he sees the zombie and then the, the lighter goes out and he flicks the lighter comes closer and closer and then like the third time he flicks the lighter it it disappears and we don't know where it went and you know there's a similar thing with a dog that might be more gripping when you're the character in the moment in the film when you're when in the in the game when you're watching it from a third-person perspective, um, on the outside, it's kind of a silly thing that the zombie was walking up to the guy and this just decided, after he was about six inches away from him, just to bugger off to someplace else to make him feel scared, you know, it just to it give us a creepy moment.
2: Yeah, I didn't like that part either. I thought it was, it was kind of, it made him look stupid.
3: Well, yeah, because one, he can't keep a lighter going, and two, he knows where the zombie is, and uh, he's already <laughs> shot a couple at this point. So just shooting straight ahead would have been probably the smartest move to do, yeah. rather than just keep lighting the lighter. So there's a, there were a number of moments like that. Um, I mean, first of all, I did notice Raccoon City is apparently um, a world where nobody's ever invented shatterproof glass Um, because there's like five scenes I think where something shatters through a window pane Um, but like there's the scene of Chief Irons in the the parking lot with the dog and the dog is just sort of hunting him sort of not but engaging that sort of behavior that makes absolutely no sense unless you know you're trying to make a scene deliberately tense and scary and so right. the dog well, in the one it, moment goes right after him, and then it decides, I'm going to go play peekaboo with you, hiding in amongst the cars.
1: Right. Well, and, and even, even the lighter scene, you know, you know we're, we're talking about police offices, not just um, – not, not like FBI or CIA or, or something. We're talking about regular police offices. For a police officer to have a lighter in 2021 but not a police flashlight in 2021 – Kind of is is a little weird. Obviously, it makes, um, I guess quote unquote suspense. Even though I, I would agree with you, Barrett, and you like that there wasn't much suspense there. Um, also, also the the problem with, with with this movie compared to the game, I think, is that this movie most of the characters are together, and one of the thing that is interesting about Resident Evil 1 and 2 is you're pretty much alone as the character the entire time, so, you know, so it's not like Fallout or, or Far Cry where those have companions with you. So here, um, it would be kind of cinematically difficult to have, a, I guess, an interesting film with just one person, uh and that 's it unless it was Tom Hanks on a desert island <laughs> so yeah so it 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 was um problematic that way, I felt too um to get the quote unquote suspense that anyone would feel when they were playing the game. never mind, like you said, Mike being immersed in the game um also the these characters um Aren't developed that well, and not that the characters in the video game are developed well, but at least the moment the video game starts, you're at least controlling the character, so that character is you. While here, we're not controlling anybody, and we just given these characters, and I don't really feel anything for them. None of them had any charismatic things. I, I know Eric, like the lead actress that played um, Clear. Uh, or, or whatever her name is that, yeah, uh, Claire Redfield, uh, K. Scott Lario. But I, I felt uh, she has no charisma in this film at all. So I, I don't. I don't think any of the the roles were were cast correctly. Um, but yeah, like
3: I mean, I'll point out the the guy who plays Wesker. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, that's right.
3: Yeah, right. He's he's feels completely miscast. He yeah. has. Um, plays i think it's number one in netflix is the umbrella academy yep and he's good in that but in that he's basically playing like a captain america type right and yeah. you could see him for that oh for sure and the idea that he's playing wesker
1: right who's supposed to be know, like a sociopath and he really who should is.
3: be like a yeah who's kind of like a, an agent smith from the matrix right i mean
1: right um, right exactly you know
3: it's it uh it, he just doesn't I understand that you don't have to change. I understand maybe we want to change the origin and put all the characters central to the story and maybe get a connection between the characters. But it just like, if I had a list of people that you know, I think would be um, like the worst casting for Spencer, he would be like right above uh, Octavia Spencer. I think that would be like, you know, as far as bad casting um, for who's, who's who uh for or not for sorry, for Wesker for who Wesker should be. So um so that that was off and I don't know I mean look I get that the characters are video game characters, you know, and sort of like when you're casting comic book characters, you're 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 dealing with artificial creations and you're not gonna get something that looks exactly like them. So I get that and I understand you know but yeah I mean this it's not, I mean this wasn't a small budget movie. It had like a budget of thirty something million dollars which for a horror film, can be huge. But I just didn't see a lot of it on screen, or I didn't feel I did, and I certainly didn't feel it in the cast.
2: I have a funny story about this. When I went to see the movie, the guy that was um, giving us our popcorn and drinks, (laughs) he was like, yeah, I saw it. I didn't really understand it, though. None of it made sense to me. I don't know anything about the Resident Evil games. And he's like, should I go and see the original that this was rebooted from? (laughs) I just thought that was pretty funny
1: (laughs) and and you know what's funny he's right because the 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 thing that's about the games as well as that first movie is you learn what is causing the problem really well i mean in, in this one they just say there's some company named umbrella they barely even show the umbrella symbol and uh and that's that well at least in the first movie and in the games because the games you know last for eight hours or ten hours depending on how long you you play depending on where you investigate um you slowly learn about umbrella corporation well if you watch this movie yeah you don't know what what what's going on here what what do you mean there's a couple it is a little bit
2: of a mishmash when it comes to that
1: yeah so I, i felt that was that was a problem. Um, that's the. I, I know, Mike, you said you weren't a fan of the first film, and, and the first time I watched the film, I wasn't either, because back in those days when that film came out, I liked my horror films to be psychological horror films, not action horror films, so I didn't like the film. But as I've grown and, allow, and seen more B-movie horrors, films, you know, midnight movies, grindhouse films, whatever, I, I can appreciate action horror and a film like Resident Evil, the original, and the thing that I liked about that one, even if it wasn't the psychological horror that I was expecting, it was a techno thriller as well, and it explained the company and it showed all these cool things and and whatnot and and set pieces. So,
0: plus, had the creepiest computer voice ever. Yeah, yeah.
1: right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, yeah just, I just. I mean, for me, Just
3: at, the English,
1: that, English accent. You know,
3: go on. Right. The, the time that game came out, not that game. Sorry, that movie came out was I think two thousand and was it two thousand one?
1: Damn, are we old? Yeah, <laughs> <TR. laughs> that sounds that, about that, right. That, that is ridiculous. <laughs> so. Two thousand two, actually. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. So, 29. like,
3: Resident Evil Four comes out after it, and Resident Evil Four shifts the focus of the games a bit. Um. Right. And it's more of an action thing. I mean, the one thing Resident Evil games were notorious... And and it's it's not straight zombies anymore, either. Right. One of the reasons I never played the original games, I played the remakes, was the controls were pretty crappy. And they kind of improved the controls a little bit on certainly the Resident Evil
1: 1 remake. Yes, I could interject to explain it for folks who haven't played the the original It's really hard to explain it, but... Well, no, no, it's pretty easy. It's basically, you walk into a static room... Right. They want to control the camera angles. Exactly. That you're watching.
3: So you're 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 viewing every room from one fixed angle, a different angle for each room. Right. And therefore that limits your control for your character. And so
1: as each room it's a little different too.
3: Right. And like if you're pointing up, your character walks forward, even if he's walking left on screen or down on screen or right on screen, which makes aiming, you know. A, a bitch to do and was you know and say, that sounds the, like a nightmare
1: oh it is well it absolutely one, one, is once, once you once you get used to it though it's it's not too bad but it it is bizarre compared to you know what we see nowadays but anyway right.
3: and part of it is because you know they at the time they were they were pushing graphics they were pushing mood they did integrated because it was you know the first time you had you know Video games on on discs on a home console, so they incorporated a lot of very poorly acted live action footage. Um, you know, which they which they ended up go back and replace a lot of that with the with, uh, computer graphics in later redi- uh, renditions, sort of like the uh, I believe if I remember correctly. Um, but anyhow, it was it was just not great. Um, the controls were awful, very clunky. And part of the reason the games were scary is because you didn't know if you could actually shoot something standing two feet in front of you. So that added tension and there was tension in terms of like saves, you know, you had limited numbers of saves and, so, and a limited number of um, uh, bullets and bullets and all the rest of that. And, yeah. you know, and then on replays, you know, you you could get like unlimited bullets and things. It completely changes the flavor of the game. But the main thing of the game is to go around and kind of solve the mysteries, open up the new sections Solve this puzzle by putting a statue on the mantle here, or finding medallions that you inserted in the holes in the wall. And there is very much a mystery puzzle aspect to the game, which is just not going to make an interesting movie. Sure. sure and is right. and is flat out ridiculous. They,
0: they kind of did part of it in this one, though. And
3: they, and they did it. They they monitored it with two things. There was the the passageway in the orphanage, and there was the the passageway in the mansion. So they touch on it a little bit, and those are the nods. I think that was about the appropriate level of doing that. And the the games themselves are full of that stuff. Um, but I think it's like telling that they wait. Like you, I, I looked because I, I forgot about it, and then in the rewatch, um, I checked my watch. It was like ten minutes into the movie, and they, before they give you the opening scrawl, describing right. setting up the scenario. And by which point, I don't know that you even needed it anymore, because it didn't really tell you anything, other than the fact there's a lot of poor people in this town, which I don't even know why that was necessarily relevant. Uh, Right? I mean, it's your basic company makes a bioweapon, bioweapon gets loose, people dying and turning into zombies story, right? At this point, that may have been novel when Resident Evil came out.
0: It ain't now.
3: It sure as hell isn't now. Um, and Resident Evil coming out in 98 does, um, yeah, I think you could probably credit it with bringing zombies back into the mainstream and bring point bring, pushing them into the fore, because you hadn't seen like a lot of zombie films prior to that. Um, then turns out, you know, zombies end up being, you know, the perfect video game opponent because they're people that you can shoot without guilt. Um, And for some reason, there weren't a huge number of zombie games before this. Uh, Certainly not ones that had broken out quite as big. And this really kind of kickstarts the horror genre uh, in video gaming. I'm not saying it's the first one, but it's the one that really grabbed uh, the popular zeitgeist, at least in gaming culture. Obviously, you also had Doom, but that was a a shooter.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doom Doom was, was... Probably even before this one, yeah, but but it, but it's generally the same time period. Yep, absolutely. And and that was that was a horror film a game too, even if it was more of a shooter. Yep. All right. So I don't know, that's, so, a, that's completely... the reason why I, I bought my first Windows computer was because of Doom, as a matter of All fact. Right. So
3: anyway, I was saying the getting back to the, 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 the digression before I digress, is that the the time that the the first film came out, we were still in Resident Evil Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, and Code Veronica Territory, where it was all about, still much more about mood and atmosphere and ca- and, and this kind of puzzle-solving, exploring gameplay, unlock the, the the secrets of the mansion, of the city, of the, the boat, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, and reading the files. And there's some people got really got really obsessed with reading the... Yeah, that was the, me. The, ...the voluminous notes... Of the yeah. secrets of the Umbrella Corporation and what are they up to and
1: yeah.
3: um you know and you know and that and that was the, the focus of the game, but you don't go to see a movie to watch people read files and solve puzzles. And so they ended up making it into an action horror genre, as opposed to doing something like, I don't know, uh 28 days later, which they could have done, um which would have been a more straight zombie story. That was a scary zombie story. They they turned it into full on action. And there's very little of the uh the actual tone of the game in that first film. And so I thought it was an okay film, but it was not Resident Evil. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, if it had and then, a different and then Resident Evil kind of becomes part of that. And I do know they do like there's the the, the infamous scene with the lasers. Yeah, the laser yeah. it right and that and they do an homage to that in resident evil 4 so clearly by the time resident evil 4 comes along the movies are having an influence on the game and some people like the diehard diehard fans and i would not remotely put myself as one of them because i played the hell out of resident evil 4 yeah we'll say resident evil 4 kind of ruined it
1: man because it like turned it into an action game well not only did it turn it into an action game but it remove the zombies, really, as as the main villain, too, right? Yeah, <laughs> Which, but, I mean, there's things that are close enough. Well, well I, sure. I think it would
2: have been more interesting if they had done maybe a story from the later games or something. I haven't played any of them, so I don't know how different they are, but by redoing the first story, they were holding themselves up to the original one, and that's, you know, always a thing fraught with danger.
3: <laughs> well, and they, what I do think was really interesting is they really started with Resident Evil 2, Again, I haven't fully played it, but Resident Evil Two starts and is in Raccoon City, and the game starts at the Spencer Mansion, which is you know overlooks Raccoon City, and they start us in Raccoon City, and then they talk about they found a body up in the mansion, and that the B team is up there investigating it, and so you're sort of getting that hint that it's that that's the first game if you know your games. They're referring to. Very briefly, the events of the first game, and then the, the the some members of our team here go up to investigate what's going on in the mansion, which does happen in the game, where you get some reinforcements sent up, as I recall, in Resident Evil 1. Um, and they go there and they split up, which again is all kind of what happens in Resident Evil 1. So you do end up taking bits of Resident Evil 2, bits of Resident Evil 1, and splicing them together into a single story. And that's fine as it goes. I just think there's a lot missing in the execution. I think a great example. There's um, a Resident Evil monster called a uh, a liquor. Yep. it's this this thing that crawls around on the floor and the ceilings and has uh, a very long tongue. Yep. Up until this point in the film, if you're like a, if you're a basic. Viewer who only knows like your rudimentary knowledge of horror genre, and not necessarily Resident Evil itself. Or it's so you're talking zombie. about a movie yeah. that's, that's all zombies, and here is this weird monster thing right. that comes out of nowhere with no explanation. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they, they. I thought it was interesting that they included um, Lisa Trevor, who was in addition to the Resident Evil remake, but not part of the original Resident Evil game without a whole lot of explanation as to, you know, who she is, and there's a character who's like a very tragic story and backstory and all that, figures kind of prominently in the film, yep. but more or less works as a, as the, the deus ex machina to deliver our characters where they need to go and to save them when they need them. And then it's kind of unceremoniously you know written out of the film, you know, after she's served her purpose. Right. With with without a real thing just the characters go through a door and she doesn't and that's the end of the character. So that's it's that's that's kind of weird. And it's sort of like you could see something, oh yeah, let's throw that character in from the games and yeah, but we're not invested in the character from the game unless you actually are invested in the character from the game. If you're somebody who's never played the game, what the fuck was that?
1: Right. Yeah, and and that's all fair criticisms. Um I I didn't understand anything to do with the Lisa Trevor character because I, I hadn't played the remake. Um and and it was kind of I was glad they kinda had that ten minute, you know, flashback sequence. But I would have preferred if that ten minute flashback sequence was the typical thing that we see in, in movies now, which is the evil corporation doing something terrible and and whatnot. Because the Umbrella Corporation is so important, especially in those first few games. While here, it was only represented by basically uh, Dr. Birkin. And I didn't really feel he had any importance to umbrella because umbrella really wasn't emphasized. It was really more just him and his experiments. And if you're a fan of the games, umbrella corporation and the umbrella symbol is everything, especially in those early games. And I I felt they, they kind of like glossed over or ignored umbrella. Um, to the point of um, disappointing anybody who was going in looking um, to this as as like an homage to the, the video games, you know, because, you know, like you, you said, Mike and Barrett, um, if you've read anything the director said, this, this this guy was, yeah, I'm a big fan of the games. I wanted to bring him to feel the first games and whatnot. And like you said, Mike, those first two games, there's a lot of umbrella stuff even if it is in journals or computer screens or books that you open up and you have to read it's if you read it it's it's big and here they they didn't really do that i felt
2: well
3: it's it's but again it's all stuff that doesn't translate well to a movie you're right reading yeah. journals and it's it's right. it's the generic evil corporation it is you know that that makes a a, a bioweapon and that's really all you need to know about it you know it's just this you know the sinister mega corporation that rules the world
1: yeah. maybe should they, they should have had that as the 10 minute prequel i mean 10 minute intro instead of the lisa trevor stuff well i think here's i have a problem with the whole
3: prequel thing because it does first of all they have uh, uh, william uh birkin right yes. is that the actor
1: no,
3: in, in in, McDonald's. Right, sorry, right, William Burke is the name of the character. Right, sorry. Is Neil McDonald, right? William
1: Burke is a doctor. So, Neil McDonald. Now, Neil McDonald, I've seen it other things.
3: Question yeah,
1: um, Western that we did an episode on. Hostiles? Uh, no. Uh, uh, no. The West, it was a horror film. It was one about. Um, it was one that a woman directed it, and it was from a few years ago, and it may have been a, a choice for our. Um, our uh, Patreon stuff. Um, what the heck was it called? Uh... I'm not
3: really seeing it in his filmography, but anyhow, um, I mean...
1: Ravenous. I thought was...
3: Ravenous. Oh, Ravenous, okay, yeah. Ravenous. yeah, yeah, he was in Ravenous. Yeah, I mean, he, he just you know, drips of being a villain, and it's kind of hard not to look at him and think, yeah. I want to cast you as a Nazi. Right, right. Um, he's too cartoonish. Making, he's a little cartoonish, but the, on this, I don't think it's bad. But in the oh, so in the flashbacks, he has that uh, sort of Better Call Saul <laughs> look of a guy who is. They just did the flashback and gave him a wig and uh, to make him look
2: younger.
0: Not so, his fault though. The dude just looks that way. Yeah,
2: yeah. he go. gets cast so, as a bad guy so much too. It's just you know, kind of know what right. to, to expect from him.
1: Oh yeah, he just has. A, he's like that um, Udo Care guy where he's kind of good looking, but. Oh, Christopher Walken, he's kind of good-looking, but he has that weird look that just makes him look something off, even if in real life there's nothing off with him. But he just has that face and those eyes that make him perfect for being typecast. Right.
3: But, I mean, really, what's the whole point of the flashbacks? The flashback is to show you that (gasps) Shock Umbrella was experimenting on children. Sure. Okay, there's no payoff to that, right? We don't ever get to meet the children who are the the experiments, other than Lisa, right. um, who, who we meet anyway, and it gives you the backstory to connect uh, Claire and Lisa. A great memory on the behalf of Lisa, who you know right. interacted with Claire for five minutes twenty years earlier.
1: Um, <laughs> right. Well, plus and, plus and
3: remembers her name.
1: Plus, if we want to see the experiments, we want to see the liquor and and the zombies,
3: not. Right, and they make a mention yeah. of uh, Jill Valentine makes a mention of which is worse to die by be getting eaten by a giant snake or by a great white shark, which are references to scenes in the first game. Uh, oh, they
1: even oh, have the the Jill sandwich reference. That was yeah.
3: Up. They have the um, you know Resident it's Evil just... two famously has the the, the the scene with the crocodile or an alligator in the sewer. So there's all these things that are all that there's weirder, bizarre things that we never really get paid off.
0: You know, yeah, they just
3: they just don't have the, the fan or stuff they don't have the time and or or budget to do um but they do this backstory and spoiler warning, we find out Jill ran away at some point not, not, not I Claire. Claire. Claire which ran away yeah. because they were going to experiment on her right and all that did is open up to me a, a whole bunch of like wait what so. Because she's in this orphanage with her brother, who protects her. She comes back years later, and they're estranged, and we don't really know why they're estranged. you know she ran off, left him behind. So they they didn't experiment on the brother, I'm guessing, right? That they lie to her, say she's been adopted, and they walk her away, and they're they're clearly going to walk her off into a lab to become their latest victim. And they see them go through the journal at the end of all these kids who are dead. Like So she's been on the run since she was eight, and yet she's, she she was still in contact with her brother to some degree, I guess. And I, I just kind of felt like confused as to why that was even a relevant plot
1: point. It didn't need to be there. Yeah, that's a good point. There was no reason for them to have this animosity that they waste like five minutes at the beginning of the film because it has nothing to do with the rest of the film. They could have just had her come in... You know, she was coming home to for Thanksgiving to say hi to the brother or something, and 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 that's. Oh, well, that. she's and investigating, okay,
3: right? She got the the message from Rat Boy,
1: right? Uh, right. So, so they could have had her already be still close with the brother and come home and say, yeah, yeah. So this is the video I have of this guy. Do you know this guy? You know, I would have been more interested in that than. You well, know, but they, they have want-
3: to set up. They have to set up conflict. There has to be interpersonal drama so they can reconcile later on.
1: I guess, yeah. That's too bad because it was a waste of of screen time. I felt.
3: Yeah, a lot bit. of it was. But again, that's the only way you bring Lisa into it to give her a connection with somebody. If you have that flashback at the beginning, it's just all this weird. Right, right. Like, it's just a weird story structure. Um, adding background to characters that didn't necessarily need it. Um, turning Leon Kennedy into kind of a joke. I, uh, you
1: know. eh. Oh, yeah, that was, that was terrible. Um, well, and you, and you knew, you knew he was, he was, yeah, yeah, that that, that was, that, yeah, that was weird because he's like one of the best characters in the video games and he, and he was just like this, yeah, exactly. It was just weird.
3: Well, but even then as a character in a video game, what is he? He's a guy you move around to shoot stuff with. Right. Uh, but, but, but
1: he, like you say, but at least he's not a joke, you know, in, in the video game. I, I guess you're you're, you're right. It, I mean, it's, yeah. you know They could have just, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, we've seen far, we You played Far Cry Three, and the character Nat, you know, has a full um, store backstory, and you empathize with him, and whatever, and whatever. And sure, maybe Resident Evil early games, you know, Kennedy was just a cipher. But at that time, whether it was Chun Li or Kennedy or Jill Valentine or or Ada Wong or or, or the the Halo Master Sergeant or or the guy, the the dude in Doom, those characters became kind of iconic, even if they had no personality. And to make the the character that was iconic to be kind of jokey and stupid in this movie kind of didn't feel right. That makes sense, Mike. It's like West. Yeah, he just didn't feel right in this movie, too. Yeah, you know, because the the again that was an iconic villain character in in, in the game, and even if he was just the typical Bond villain. Uh, so so Eric, you may be right. It may not just be the bad casting of all these actors for these roles that are so iconic, but it also may have been partly the writing too because even if this director says that this
0: film oh, was absolutely was writing this movie is yeah, not interesting
1: well and and also for the characters too because both Wesker and, and Claire and, and and Kennedy I, I didn't picture any of them as they would be in the video games even if they were ciphers or Bob I Millions.
0: haven't even played any of the video games and I was just not invested in any of these characters
2: well I like Irons. Yeah, I, I I'll also say this This is going to
3: give Old a run for its money as the worst dialogue of the year. <laughs> um, which I and I want to be clear, I, li- I liked Old quite a bit, um, but the dialogue was often bad. But, I mean, you had the trucker at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Oh, that's right. right. You are going home to see your brother. You know, it's just like kind of telling us her exposition, which is kind of a classic video game thing because somebody else is telling you about yourself. So that's how you, you, you learn about yourself as a video game character, you know, but that kind of works sort of in a weird way in a video game. Not so much in a movie. Um, there's the, uh, there's a scene where it's uh, Claire and Leon and he just out of nowhere, just decides. So, Where did you learn all about guns? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Followed by, so I guess you're wondering how a guy like me becomes a cop. (laughs) Right.
0: It was all bad.
3: It was like, hey, nobody cares. She's good with guns. Roll with it. It's 1998. You know, it's not 1923. Um, And, you know, women can use guns and, you know, it's, it's fine. And then, no, nobody gives a fuck why you're a cop. That is like the last thing on anybody's mind. She doesn't even know you well enough other than, you know, that you've got <laughs> hair you can't keep out of your face. Um, nobody cares well, why you're a cop. There, there's there's, also there's fucking either. zombies. Your <laughs> origin story doesn't matter a whit to anybody.
0: There are also things that just made me roll my eyes, like uh, the fact that all these things are showing at the police station uh, and pressing up against that gate – Probably about, and eventually there's enough of them that they break through. Probably about, oh, I don't know, 15 minutes prior to them breaking through, if I were on the other side of that, I would have grabbed one of those guns out of the uh, armory and just started picking them off through the grate. Just stick the barrel through, blam, headshot, blam, headshot, blam, headshot. There were no threats at that point, and they didn't need to become a threat. The only reason they just became as a reminder because is, those people are stupid.
3: Eric, Eric is just is advocating uh, murdering people who are sick.
0: Just, just you, sick. you're the one that just called them zombies, dude.
2: Hey, once you're zombified, yeah. you're okay to kill.
0: Oh, they can be zombies yeah. or sick people. Choose one.
1: Right, I, I consider them uh, zombies. So it's it's like mutations. Once you become one, you, you can't ever go back. So mm-hmm. you just you get just got to take them out. Yep. Um yeah, and me and Barrett we're, were talking about that movie Spore. There were there was some huge problematic things about that film for Halloween Boutique. And uh yeah, you just you're just gonna take them out. Um And and here's the thing. Like you can
3: cite the the really bad dialogue in the original Resident Evil games. And that's fine.
1: I become a a yellow sandwich. Right. And that's that's
3: citing that. But if you if you're gonna lean into the cheese, the the film has to be fun more enjoyable. Yeah. Right.
0: It has to be more um, fun.
3: And this was not as that this was not fun enough. And you shouldn't have stuff that's so bad it's distracting from the film. And that's kind of where you we got with this.
0: Right. Now, yeah, this movie wasn't fun. It was trying to be scary and failing. Right, right. Now I I will
1: say, Barrett. Made a good point, uh, Chief Irons. Um, it, even though in the in the games he was kind of working really for Umbrella, um, the scene when he's talking to all his cops that was good. But after that, he pretty much knew he w- he was going to be a red shirt.
3: So he actually lasted
1: a lot longer than I thought he would. Yeah, well, and he became that typical character, unfortunately, too, which is I'm out of here, alright, talk to you later, you're in charge, you know, you, you know it's just, that's too much of a trope, too, now, again But, but he came back, he was
0: game. also way over the top
1: Yeah, that's true, too
3: And oddly enough, that was actually the one moment of exposition that I got a kick out of Yeah, he's way over the top of it as an asshole Right? Way over the top as an asshole here Um, But where Leon Kennedy comes in and Leon S. Kennedy comes in and asks like, what's the, the asks about the Spencer mansion. And he starts talking about the Spencer mansion, but he's just fucking with the guy to give you the backstory, you know, cause he's like, well, the Spencer mansion was built in 1932 by, you know, and what the fuck are you doing here? Why did you get here? Go out. So he's kind of fucking with the guy or at least that's how it was kind of written right is that he's just stringing the, the rookie along for being an idiot so i right, kind right. of liked that that kind of worked cuz it was leaning into the idiocy of the that kind of dialogue um because leon has let as you know left the front of the building completely unattended which is generally a bad idea even when there isn't a zombie apocalypse yeah, but yeah he's, he's he's way over the top but i also you know um He's the other veteran actor in this that I like a lot, and it is the it is basically his stereotype role is kind of like bad cop.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I recognize him from uh, Gotham.
1: Yes. He's a a Canadian. He was in a movie called The Tao of Steve. That was pretty funny. They probably probably filmed this in Canada too. I don't know. That's why they had him. Uh, But he was good. Yeah, he was he was good enough. I mean, again, like Eric said, he was a little over the top, or, or like you said it, but at least it was one of the fun parts of the film. I think. At least I think he was. At least that one scene, I felt. After that, I felt right. he was just a generic guy. Like Ugh, we got to get rid of this character. He's he's a he's just a. Well, they did eventually.
2: Yeah. I don't know, I like when he
1: comes to the barricade too. <laughs> yeah yeah um let's see what else um yeah the helicopter pilot that was that was a little weird i felt um I, I wonder if, if that's how it would have been where I'll just wait here in the helicopter i don't know. i, I,
3: I kind see. of remember that as being a part of one of the games um I, thought okay. I could be wrong um where the where the helicopter Crashes, but I, I could be completely forgetting that. I'm but it was, that was spin, it was weird because he was on the ground.
2: It was weird because he was on the ground, and then he's getting attacked and takes flight. Oh yeah, well, that's, that's,
3: he's got a helicopter that's with with the non shatterproof glass.
2: They didn't show it going up though, so it's, that's it's, true. It's, it was weird.
1: Well, and and his reason is is that yeah, they we see him get attacked, and then you know they they cut back. So was he? Maybe they should have showed him, like, turning into a zombie or half-human and half-fucked up, and and then flying the helicopter. Yeah, right, right, yeah. So that that would have been better. He's on
2: the ground, he gets attacked, and then all of a sudden the helicopter's crashing into the building. (laughs) Just just a weird cut for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that does kind of annoy me when I think about it. I'm I'm you, but there we are. Um, Now, what about Neil mcdonough's character we we talked about dr burke in a little bit um it, it was a weird character because i mean he and i know mike's gonna be upset because i use this and you two are but he i don't know is what what was he i don't want to call him a sociopath because he seems like he had some empathy for certain people and stuff but Psychopath? He had no- asshole yeah. yeah it's, it's like yeah it's just weird It's man
2: he he was the mad scientist, yeah, he was Make the typical the
1: man fly
2: typical mad yeah. scientist
1: he, right but but it was weird too, because he he's he showed too much empathy right he took care
2: the, of um, Chris Redfield, right. Yeah, after it was, he
3: tried to experiment on his sister. So they really were yeah. kind of all over the place in, was his, in terms of his character.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then he was trying to run because he knew Umbrella was going to come after him and, and stuff. But but it was like, which I guess makes sense. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he was one of those gangsters that, you know, that wanted to get out and he was trying to run. But. Then he becomes evil. All evil. Well, all well he was just right? trying to get
3: out to save his family. He had nothing to do with. Yeah, that's true. With anything else, I mean,
1: right?
3: The yeah, he, he, he is murdered or responsible for the death of dozens, if not hundreds, of children over the years.
1: Well, he so, was going to
2: save his family, but then he goes in and he has to get his his uh, chemical formula. He has right. to make sure he has that, so they right. get Be- killed anyway, right?
3: Right, because that's that's not what you are going to do when you when you abandon your. Your company, or you know, in in the town, which is a you know a plot point, is you're going to make sure you leave the most valuable assets you have until the very
1: end. Yeah, yeah. When all you have is a skeleton staff.
0: <laughs> right, right,
1: right. And then he becomes evil again after his wife gets killed. I guess right. And he goes. And he
2: basically gets killed, but injected. Yeah.
1: All
3: right, and then that's again. Now here's another good example. That whole thing at the end. If you're a fan of the Resident Evil games, you know it's coming because every Resident Evil game ends with somebody getting injected with something and turning into this giant thing monster from you know from the John Carpenter film,
1: or or the the boss. We never threw up the, the spoiler flag, did we? The
3: boss fight. Eh. Eh.
1: <laughs> right, and so you <laughs> get
2: that.
0: So you. Anyway.
3: So you so you get that boss fight at the end. All right, fine, and then, and it always ends the same way. And uh, Phil, what's the, the always the way it ends in a Resident Evil game?
2: Honestly, uh... escaping in a train. No, well... the rocket launcher. <laughs> oh, oh yeah! Oh right, right. Uh, hey, yeah, got yeah. end with.
3: Yeah, and sure. and again, that's a joke. That's great, kind of if you are a fan of the games. Oh look! I just found a rocket launcher in first class. All right, fine, but is that the tone you're going for, right? Which tone are you going for? Super, super scary or ridiculous right. and over the top?
2: Well, and honestly, they used a rocket launcher in a, a, a train car, and there were people very close behind. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure everybody would have died. Everybody would have died in that scene. That was that killed me, because that scene, I was like, okay, they're all dead. They're using a rocket launcher on it. Oh, now look who's, who are experts in heavy ordnance.
1: Well, for this one. I, way. Hey, I you know, asked somebody who an expert. is. I was like, well, they, they have all died?
0: Just well, yeah. have a vague notion of physics.
1: Well, it's going to derail, too, right? And, and you're going to at least have a broken collarbone or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, ribs or something. Uh, or punctured lung. But, yeah, they, they all walk away with with no issues. So that's a fair point. I forgot all about the rocket launcher, part. You're, you're absolutely right, Mike. Yeah. yeah that's That was... And, and and that's the thing, it's, it doesn't explain why you would have a rocket launcher on the train. You know, at least like in John Coppin is the thing, right? It, they they talk about it in in um the book and, and even in the first film that they have fire uh flamethrowers to melt the ice off of you know, the helicopters and stuff. And and so Generally, if you really think about it, okay, all right, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, why would they have flamethrowers? But yeah, all right, it makes sense because that's what they need it for. But here, it's like, why do you need a rocket launcher in an underground tunnel? In, in a, a train.
0: train. <laughs> because yeah. monsters.
1: In September. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I mean so it it makes sense, I guess, if it's supposed to be like the video game, because the video game, as you said, Mike, all the bosses, at least in the early games, you're fighting them with, with grenade launchers or RPGs or bazookas. But they have to explain it at least for a film, you would think, right? Because not everybody has played the games. All right, and again, this is
3: where the problem is. You're either making a thing... I was going to say, much... that a good
0: movie would have done that, yes.
3: Yeah. Right, right, right. There you go. Yep. All right, a line like the Jill Sandwich is a thing that nobody who does not play the games will, will take note of. Right, uh, but right,
1: people right. Who that, that, the that game. was a wink to those who, who know the games
2: and that's okay right. to have winks to yeah. the people right but, and that but that's very different from hey i
3: found a rocket launcher in right. first class
2: exactly
3: yeah
1: you know that's all folks you know
3: just right
1: right exactly exactly yeah um let's see what else um do we want to bring up, uh, do we
0: worst CGI cow ever? Oh
1: yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, poor cow.
0: Like that. Like, that was, understand. that was, I've seen some bad CGI in my time. Ta- that was horrendous.
1: Yes.
2: I'm trying to remember when the cow was in there.
1: It was when like, the, at, the, uh, end the, film, was at the end of the film
2: explosion. Oh, up. right. Yeah. That wasn't so great. Yeah. And so you're mean
3: to tell me that this installation was like spread out for miles underground. Right. Like the whole thing collapsed.
1: Yeah, that, including yeah. like the cow pasture. Right. <laughs> well. Well, at least if you watch the first movie, if you watch the first movie, technically that's true, I guess. But. I I don't know, but also also the thing that was weird is why was the cow even still alive? I don't know if the zombies would have got him. It was a zombie cow, dude. It was just. All right, or it could be like uh, Dead, the remake where the the zombies ignore dogs and stuff they just go after to the peoples yeah that's possible yeah yeah so there, yeah there was, some pro- there was some problems there too especially for a 25 million dollar budget so it was like Eric that's a fair point it was like CGI from 2002 when the video game first came out more like
0: 1996 yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it was, it was
3: bad it was some bad CGI um Yeah, and there's a lot and I I can be forgiving of a lot with, with, with CGI. I'm I'm not, you know, one of these people who like will hate a movie just because it has shitty CGI. Uh, But it's not a mark in its favor. And the fact that it's based on a video game doesn't give it a pass
0: to me. Well, and then, and the thing is the, the, there were like two things in this movie, like the dog, right? When a dog shows up, I'm like, Okay, that was in the first movie, but it looked way better. (laughs) And and also, what what do you call the the monster thing with the teeth? The liquor. The liquor? Uh, That was in the first movie, but it looked way better. So, like, I don't understand how they've regressed in special effects over the last 20 years.
1: That's actually a fair point.
0: That that is a good point, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because the dogs in the first movie in 2002 were were practical. You know, the dogs just had, had makeup and, and costumes on. And the liquor was just damn good for 2002. And it still mm-hmm. looks good now if you watch it. Well, here, yeah, that's a fair point, Eric. Well,
2: know. even the boss monster at the end of this movie wasn't that great looking.
1: Well, yeah. it was better
0: than
2: the rest of it. It I mean, was, that. but that's where all the money went, obviously. Yes, that's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. Also, also, um, I think even, even though they were trying to, quote-unquote, do... first two video games in a movie, I I think I would have been more enjoying if they had these SWAT policemen and women trying to escape from the police department and going house to house trying to get out of the city. And I think that would have been more interesting of a movie than trying to, I guess, do the, the first two video games or so, oh, uh, oh, just have a new something. script or just to do a new script but, Yeah. yeah.
0: let Absolutely. me ask you something in in the video games do they explain what they were attempting to do when they developed this thing that turns people into zombies is it the same as the, yeah, the, a, the first Resident Evil movie yeah
1: yeah basically And, okay. and it's, it's, you know, it's basically like the xenomorph and alien for folks who aren't familiar cause, with
0: because we get none of that here
1: yeah basically like,
0: they, oh contamination everybody's a zombie
1: yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, it's it's Wuhan lab, but with monsters instead of, of our, uh, a microscopic virus. If that makes any sense.
3: Right, probably multitasking, um, making weapons and researching immortality, um, because that's actually a thing with with the Lisa character is that she's immortal. Um, that you know you do end up fighting her in the game, but she can't die. So you just kind of have to chase her off and run away. Um, right right and and the idea is that you know there's there's hints that she's still out and around and lurking, and when the game ends, and then we never see her again ever in the video game series.
1: that's true because they they moved it to Europe and such in Africa, and yeah yeah, because Resident Evil Four was Spain, and Resident Evil Eight now is Romania. And then Resident Evil Seven was the U.S., but it was New Orleans or Louisiana. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're right. Like the first three games or so, they were all like right there in Raccoon City, and then once you leave Raccoon City, Lisa doesn't exist anymore. But again, if Lisa is a remake added to, I mean, an addition added to the remake. That makes sense. We would never hear of her again. Yeah, that's true.
3: Well, the remake came out. I think before Resident Evil three or Resident Evil Code Veronica. The remake we came out years ago.
1: Which Uh, well, Resident Evil two remake. No, the Resident
3: Evil the Resident Evil one remake.
1: Oh, oh, I I don't think. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question, Mike. Yeah, that came out. That came out for the
3: GameCube. So that was like two thousand two.
1: One remake, yeah. Let me let me see. That's a really good question, like Resident Evil One remake. Uh, of course, I spelled it evil wrong, and then it looks up Evil Knievel. Uh, yeah, so Resident Evil Two, here is rem- the
3: home of, Re- of Evil Knievel. No,
1: that's not, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure, yeah. That's a good question, like I don't, I don't know, uh, when, when it came out. So I'll, I'll go, I'll agree with you, man. Maybe it came out way longer ago, so. Yeah, and then when they made Resident Evil two, they just never brought her in then, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what I assume. Right. Oh, here it is. The re- yeah, the remake of the first Resident Evil. Well, yeah, that's wicked old. You're right. Yeah, Christ, that's uh, nineteen uh two thousand two. Yeah, March two thousand two. So it was. It came, they remade it when the movie came out. That's what it was. Uh, how about that? Interesting. The Mila Jolovich original. So, um, let's see. Uh, what else do we want to bring up? Um, what do you guys think of the zombies, Mike? Mike especially you, Mike. You're a you're zombie man. What, what do you think of the zombies in this film? Kind of generic. Yeah. There were some. Uh,
3: there, there was some nice stuff early on. Where yeah. you had like the
1: the people that were sick, yeah, the ones next door to Redfield's house, right? Mean?
2: And, yeah, and yeah, the waitress yeah. with the bleeding eyes. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah, that was kind of interesting. Too, I like yeah. that too. Some of that early stuff. Yeah, The
0: bleeding good. eyes before they turned was a nice touch.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the, and the the truck driver after he turned, that, he was pretty interesting. And then he goes on. He's on fire, right? That was pretty interesting. I think it was him, right? right? But, was but yeah. But other than that, they didn't really like have any
3: interesting distinctive zombies i mean you had zombie in lab coat which is right out of uh, i think the the first game somebody on the zombie chewing on a corpse um
2: yeah yeah that's right that's right you had the horde at the gate that wasn't really memorable
1: right 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 yeah i mean they were really just the people that we saw at the house basically now right. brain dead basically um, and,
3: and it's tough because you've got, and it's one thing you can say about the Romero films, whether they were good or bad, he tried to make most of the zombies distinct, even if it meant you got something like a Harry Krishna zombie, zombie, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, resident evil, uh, not resident evil, walking dead has been, you know, going now as the TV series for, a, for 10 years. Um, and they still put a lot of effort into you know, mixing up the zombies now and then so they don't all look just the, like the same thing, right? Like the um, well zombie from season, like two. the well zombie from season two. Oh, the bite you know, there was a sewer, from the sewer two. zombies in one episode, and they're all stuff where they try to give you a backstory as to where these, you know, how, you know, where were they when they died? What have they been through? They they try to do a little bit of that here and there. They can't do it with every single one, but they do it with enough to try to create some variety with it, and. They're still successful at it. And these, all right, so these are all fresh kills. You know, they're all basically, you know, locals who have turned. So I don't know that there's going to be a lot interesting to it, but there was nothing that any of them had as were played at a role that was distinctive. None of them really steps up to be a centerpiece. It's all just generic zombies attacking more on the periphery than ever taking like a center stage thing. Right. All right, I think I think we've beaten the hell out of this movie.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um all right, so that's that's our discussion on the movie. Um we we you know, we didn't throw up the spoiler alert as as Barrett mentioned, but I don't think that necessarily matters. Um so I guess uh, before we get into our final thoughts and some house cleaning stuff, I guess we can get into you know what we've been watching and what we've been uh, doing or news or whatever that could be related to genre stuff that people may be interested in. And uh, I guess we could start with you, Eric.
0: Uh, let's see. I watched. Oh, um, I rewatched The Black Coat's Daughter, um, which is. Uh, people's opinion on that movie varies greatly people generally either love it or hate it. Uh, but on rewatch, I liked it a little bit more than I did initially. Um, so if you're, if you're into devil stuff, you might want to check it out. Um, last night I watched a movie on shutter called death Valley. It was, it was, uh, okay. Um, (laughs) better creature effects than resident evil. Um, and I also noticed that was uh all put together mainly by a bunch of people that have the same last name, so I'm assuming that's a family effort and congratulations on that. Um But it's it's decent if you have shutter, it's worth checking out. And that's uh that's that's pretty much it.
1: Alright, sounds good. Uh yeah, for me, um uh even though both you, Eric and you Mike said it was Mediocre. I decided to at least check out the first episode, and I did watch the first episode of Invasion. Oh, sorry. On Apple, and um, <laughs> well, the first episode, even though there was a lot of soap opera crapola garbage, um, I did enjoy it, but, but the problem was, is what you and and Mike said, which is the next seven episodes are basically the same as the first because there's no real invasion so it sound, it seemed like a pretty good start to an invasion but if you're gonna have seven well, more episodes an invasion. yeah well the, the whole Japanese,
0: Japanese- call invasion if you're not going to show us an invasion <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what I said and to
1: I, Phil when I he was talking about it <laughs> yeah when I, yeah, I talked about it on Halloween boutique but but the problem too was is that The Sam Neill story, which was out in, uh, I think, either Kentucky or Indiana, I think it was Indiana, was the only story that was interesting. The Long Island story kind of was, you know, whatever, it's just soap opera crap. And the Japanese story was just kind of soap opera crap. So really, the Sam Neill one, even though it was typical, you know, the, the old a uh, policeman re- about to retire and you know we've seen that in hundreds of films and TV shows but it, it was kind of scary and interesting and it was like oh this has promise but then the other two stories were just whatever you know there was one scene in, in the Long Island story that was kind of cool when all the students had the bloody nose and stuff but besides that you know it was it was not really that good and, and then you know, it was just Are you cheating on me why do you like her you know is it because she's blonde it's like yeah
0: the world's ending but that's what you should be talking about
1: right and then and then the japanese thing which is they're probably both lesbians and they're doing these hidden things that's like just oh for crying out loud but the 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 problem is is that do i really want to watch seven more episodes of basically the same thing because like you and mike have said there is no invasion it's just the whole, the whole right. season is a setup for something else, rather than the, maybe the first one or two episodes as the yeah, setup. Yeah. yeah, and so I don't know if I'll continue, uh, even though I do like Sam Neil a lot. Uh, yeah, well, you, you saw the Sam Neil that
3: I saw
2: um, okay. because
3: he doesn't reappear for at least the first four episodes, which is what
2: I gave up. Oh wow! Oh, dang, <laughs> he would be well. the reason I'd watch the show if he's not in. in it, oh, that's why they put him in the there. commercials. <laughs> oh, yeah. To warn
1: you. Oh my god, imagine it? Oh, then I'm glad I didn't continue watching it. Because the <laughs> other two stories... I'm
0: to warn you, you didn't yeah, listen.
1: Because that's the Japanese story and the Long Island story. It's
3: I, I just And there's the British school children's story. Oh,
1: I don't even know if I saw, remember that one. Jeez, oh, I don't even remember it. That's how bad it... Or it wasn't even in episode one. I can't even remember but... yeah. Why not? So, yeah, so, alright, so that's done. Um, and uh, speaking of Resident Evil, and I, I did kind of mention it, uh, in a prior episode um yes you know, so i'm playing resident evil village which is resident evil 8 which is the unofficial title for it uh the official title is resident evil village which is a direct sequel to resident evil 7 which is called resident evil 7 biohazard i think and um it's awesome so uh, I high recommend there um, now is I've it better got- than the movie Oh, fuck. Well, the, the, there are some contrivances, and, and again, it's a video game story, so there's a lot of silliness. But the villains are awesome. The the, the set pieces are awesome. The graphics are awesome. The the gameplay is awesome. And um, the villain. Did I say the villain. Yeah, the bosses are awesome.
0: So it's better than the movie.
1: Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, yeah so I've I've played through killing three bosses. And there's at least two more and, uh, but I've had to replay from scratch a couple of times because my, my daughters, uh, love, love, uh, watching the game. Um, and so I had to replay a lot of it on easy just so they could every year so often take over. Um, which is fine with me because it's a, it's a great game. It wasn't like, Oh, I have to do this again. And I already know what's going to happen. No, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, and, um, uh, high recommend. Absolutely high recommend. Um I think you could just buy this without playing seven or any of the other games and, and just have a, a great time uh alone. But uh uh so I wouldn't I wouldn't say, Oh gee, I don't want to play it until I play the other games. No, no, you can you can play this and it's fine. Uh it's really good. Um and what else? Uh, I saw a film called Three Billboards. Outside Epping, Missouri, again, I've seen it four times in the past two days. Yeah, um, it's, that's weird, but it's such a great film, I, I just rewatched it back-to-back back two nights in a row. Um, and then I watched, uh, and I think I brought this up, maybe in this podcast or Halloween Boutique, but The Unforgivable, which is a uh, Netflix film starring Sandra Bullock.
0: Um, it's a yeah, drama. I read a review of that that eviscerated it. <laughs> it
1: looked blah to me. It's it's actually it's pretty good. Heat. <laughs> it, it's it's getting pretty good reviews, 80-86%. Uh, it's really just the drama, and there's a couple of twists that happen that make me go... Yeah, I... I, I uh, that's... That wouldn't... That's not how I would have acted. Um, but... It was good. It was good. It was for date night, so I watched it uh, with the wife. And she wanted to watch it. Anything was Sandra Bullock. Um and I said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And and it was good. It's definitely not a happy movie, uh, but it was good. Um, and that's pretty. Oh, and uh, and I finished Rick and Morty season five, and uh, that uh, that was really good. There's some There's like the first three or four episodes of season five are really damn good too. It's really good stuff. Rick and Morty is a science fiction. Animation from uh, Adult Swim that's um, somewhat humorous um, and uh, has a lot of uh, things you know like jokes like The Simpsons or American Dad or South Park or something that um, you know you either get it or you don't and and uh, it's really good it's really good uh, and that's pretty much it for me uh, let's go with you Mike
3: uh, honestly I've been really busy I have not. Watched anything? Um, I have upgraded my Resident laptop Evil. twice. Sorry, so, yeah. What about what about your laptop? I said I've upgraded my laptop, so oh, yeah. the thing that took me an hour to just like cut and paste a couple of pictures on uh, Microsoft Word last night, uh, I'm hopefully now completely done with, and so I have a brand new laptop that is working beautifully right now. So hopefully, Yay! all my, my issues are resolved.
1: Woo-hoo!
3: I gave up trying to fix it. It just sucked. <laughs>
0: Tell I sold no this computer a couple of years ago.
1: So what? 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 what didn't you bother? Fi- you gave up on Mike? My my prior laptop.
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: It's only a
3: year and a half old, but. All right. I mean, I can't tell you just. I mean, how slow it was was. I mean, you get a sense of it, but you you have no idea.
0: It took well, you forty five minutes to get on Skype. We have some idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, you know what? Uh, I. I
3: on I think, on occasion, not
1: always. I think I, I think I mentioned it. I bought this Dell, and it had like a, it was cheap, and I said, "All right." And and it's it's just really bad because, um, I think it maybe maybe the RAM, it's something that that makes it wicked slow, and it's really just a piece of garbage. Um, so maybe it it was just a bad one of those type of things, Mike. I don't know. Uh, what what yeah. company was the crappy one, and what's the the new one? They're both Hewlett Packard. Um, oh, that's weird. And, I, I and, and I've them. been using yeah. HP for years just
3: because yeah. they usually give me the best price for what I'm getting and yeah. for what I need. Yeah. Um, the only problem away. I have is
1: it's is that I opted.
3: Yeah, I just opted not to do uh, a touchscreen this time, and that's like weird going back to
1: not having a touchscreen. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I made. That, that's the reason why I went with because I, I needed the touchscreen. Yeah, because touchscreen is good.
3: Oh, well, I have my my Surface tablet that I can use as a touchscreen when it's necessary, which I use a lot when I'm teaching. Sure, sure. But really, the laptop I'm using for Word and for internet browsing, and which is why it was absurd that it was going so fucking slow. I understand. All right, fair enough.
1: Um, now, uh, what about you, Barrett?
2: Um, let's see. I'm caught up on Hawkeye, which I'm really enjoying. I think it's, uh, one of the better Marvel television shows. Um, it's just a lot of fun. And we watched the first episode of a new show on HBO max called station 11. Um, kind of, I think it's going to be a sci-fi movie, um, or show, but it's hard to tell. It's definitely pandemic related. So we'll see where it leads. Very yeah, nice.
3: they, there needs to be a way to keep up with all these new shows, with all these streaming channels. Like, maybe just a, a guide for what's on TV would be useful. Yeah, <laughs> And we call maybe it, you you could call it a guide. Weekly. <laughs> yeah, maybe put some articles in on the new shows that you should check out, and maybe some schedules, you know, what's on what channel. You should I'm start that Something website. like that, that might be helpful. <laughs>
0: Sad thing is, there's probably younger listeners that don't get the joke.
3: Yeah. Now the joke is that it used to they used to have one of those when there was like three channels. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
3: In <laughs> <laughs> case for some reason
0: you
2: didn't have the entire schedule memorized, and there weren't computers for them to put it up on.
0: Now the difference is then if you missed it, you missed it.
1: You definitely missed it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, and even though this is modern days, that's the reason why I stopped watching Better Call Saul was because I missed it an episode, and and that was it. But
0: they're on streaming now, so you should watch it.
1: Right. Right. So now, now I can I can get into it. But I don't really watch television anymore. DVR. <laughs> what is it? Did you say DVR? Yes, that's what he said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that it's anymore. Just
2: well, that and you're part of a oh, show that, that, you know, talks about entertainment and you don't watch anything anymore.
1: What you're yeah, 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 pretty much not. I don't watch anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I just
0: read. He's got two kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that does a lot. I, and I do a lot. And of, uh,
0: apparently trivia takes the rest of his life.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I cook a lot, too. And, <laughs> and, stuff. and, and I watch three Bill Boyd's. Outside upping Missouri four times in two days.
0: You know, good like Lord, that. man. Yeah. I like that movie, but not that much. Yeah.
1: I may actually watch it again tonight, but we'll see.
0: I haven't even seen it.
2: Oh, so good. So so you've, you've seen it for me. Them. I don't need to. <laughs> so
1: yeah. Well, when, when, when it first came out on VOD, I bought it, and I watched it like 12 times in five days. My wife thought I was like insane. She, uh, she, yeah. Yeah. All right and go is that that movie again? Didn't you just watch that yesterday? I go yeah, and I watched it three hours ago too, and I'm rewatching. I'm like, oh, that's, you
2: can do that with like Die Hard or something, but
1: <laughs> oh, I, I, you do it, yeah, <laughs> something that's true. where people die a lot.
3: Yeah, well, I can't even remember the last time I saw a movie that I liked so much that I said I have to watch that again right now. Wow, that's
1: sad.
0: Aren't we cynical? Yeah, that's very sad.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a
3: good question.
0: The right the right now
3: is the important part.
0: <laughs> I feel bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are a lot of movies
3: I've liked a lot. I just didn't feel the need to.
0: What's the yeah, last movie you had. saw twice in the theater? Oh, Resident Evil.
3: Resident
1: Evil. Uh, that, that, <laughs> oh, you, you know what <laughs> mine was? <is? laughs> <laughs> you know what mine was? Mine was Annihilation. I saw it yeah. back to back nights. Before that, it was Ghostbusters, and then
3: I, there was—I think there might have been something else I watched twice in theaters, but I don't remember what it was.
1: And Mike's talking about Ghostbusters, the, the recent one, not the one from. Oh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so Annihilation—I did that one. That was that was a good one. That, that was a film.
0: I did it for Hereditary.
2: Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I did Midsummer because they did the director's cut.
0: In oh the theater. yeah.
2: Yeah, the oh, yeah. is worth seeing. That's probably the last time I saw two the same movie twice in the theater. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, I think I might have done Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong twice in theaters this
1: year. Oh mm. God. Oh, I saw I saw uh, Mystic River six times in theaters. Wow, yeah, I, saw, I saw I saw The Pledge, that Jack Nicholson, yeah. Nicholson film, like six times.
0: Uh, I don't think I've seen any movie in the theater Traffic in Silence of the Lambs. Okay. I yeah, think like Ferris Bueller's day, day Off. I went to like seven five times. times.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think saw, I did Jurassic Park and T2 like five times each. Right. I did Unforgiven, I think, maybe four or five times. Unfor- uh, and I did...
2: uh oh, good ones. Uh, Matrix I saw twice because I got a bunch of friends to go see it
1: after I saw it the first time. I was like, wow, this is a great movie. That
2: makes
0: oh, sense. I
1: see it. Titanic, I saw that one about six or seven times. Oh. And, uh, Ugh. Oh, oh, Black Hawk Down. I saw that one about six or
0: seven times. Yeah. When Titanic came out, movie. I was dating this girl, and we were we were at the coffee shop, and somebody was talking about the movie, and she said, she said no, don't tell me. I, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. And the guy that was talking just looked, looked her straight in the eye and went, ha-ha! The boat sinks! <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh also, uh, there is some news we should bring up. Um, uh, writer Ann Rice has passed away.
0: Oh, we were having a good time, but Phil can't yeah. have that. Now I'm down. Okay, fun. Now be all bummed out.
1: I feel as bad
2: as I felt about Mike not uh, wanting to see a movie again.
1: Yeah, so uh, Ann Rice, uh, author. Right uh, away. You... The word was Vamp- right away. Vampir- <laughs> Vampires. I want to watch it again. Right Vamp- away. Vampires and and
0: uh which Mike just doesn't like movies anymore
1: vampires in which vampires and witch books uh she just passed away at the age of 80.
0: so that's not young so she
1: got a good contract for her heirs yeah well she's just, uh basically the same age as joe biden so he may be going next i don't know uh,
0: but, but anyway on fantasy Phil. So.
1: no no <laughs> no not necessarily no 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 uh, uh, I'm going saying, on a limit saying he has better health care. <laughs> he probably does. Even if Ann Rice was pretty wealthy, yeah, he probably.
2: Yeah, if better they healthcare. can save Trump from COVID, they can save anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he had COVID. You're right.
0: Um, and, and he is not the picture of health.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they got enough drugs and stuff into him that he made it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did, he did, he did. He did yeah. And so uh, Biden, uh, but yeah, either way, let's get back to. Uh, let's not let talk pre- politics here. Not, not, not presidents. Uh, we'll go back to Anne Rice. Yeah, so uh, she wrote. uh uh let's interview go back to vampire movies anymore. And the Queen of the Damned, uh, and the Witching Hour, and a bunch of other books. Uh, she's a legend in horror fiction, especially uh, earlier in her career. Uh, then she, I guess, she had she became like a born again Christian or something, and so she switched to uh, witch tales uh, from Vampire Tales after that. Um,
0: but I don't understand how that makes sense. But okay,
1: but um, yeah, she it, definitely like, had a weird period. But she came back to the vampires, I thought as well. Okay, she did. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, but yeah, she. Uh, I read one of her books, The Interview with the Vampire, because I saw the movie. Um, and it was pretty good. It's pretty good. I have a couple of books right behind me. The on one
2: shelf, but I, I like had... the one after interview better than interview.
3: Oh yeah, Fireless dot
1: Yeah. Yeah, that one's supposed to be pretty good. I hear.
3: Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I. I think they're both better than than what followed. I didn't. I stopped yeah. reading it the the some the Damned point.
0: was weird. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Which one was the weird? I think the Queen
0: of the, Queen the Damned. Of the Damned.
3: Oh okay, yeah. I think the problem is once she wrote Vampire Lestat, she knew she was writing a series. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right, and so every so no so interview with the vampire is fairly self-contained. You know, it's like the Hobbit, right? You know, of of those books, and then everything
1: else. Uh, right. Right. Yeah 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 that's that's true that's what happens is is that a lot of times you, you go back to the well that made you the money, even if you don't prefer to do that well, you may have to because of a contract <laughs> that's that'll be part true of the yeah well yeah. that's the thing is is that they offer the contractors say hey, we we'll will give you thirty yep. million dollars for three books, but they have to be about Lestat. and it's kind of hard to turn down thirty million dollars so, so yeah like, <laughs> yeah, I think I'll, I guess I'll do it. All right, sounds good. I'll go back to that well for thirty million dollars. Yeah, so you know it works. Um, so yeah, uh, rest in peace to uh, Anne Rice. Um, unfortunately, I don't believe any of us are like huge fans of her, so
0: that's why we unfortunately aren't able to. I've read, I read, I a her huge fan of, of her, popular, vampire, but haven't revisited yeah. that material. Yeah, I mean, I.
3: I've liked a lot of her books. I haven't read anything close to all of them. Uh, I don't know enough about her to say I'm a fan of hers. I'm a fan of a couple of her books. And I obviously don't wish her death to have happened. Um, But it's also hard for me to be completely sad about someone who dies at 80. Um, You know, unlike some people who die at a much younger age.
1: Sure, sure. Actually, there's another Anne on in 1941 as well that was uh my favorite author back in this 80s and 90s modern author and uh that was ann tyler and she's still alive so hmm. she's awesome accidental to the tourist there you go it's a great great book great book and the movie was damn good too um william hurt he was awesome uh I anyway dan william hurt Oh, really? I, I i love william hurt I, I, this is something about him that's that's kind of interesting He's just awesome for some reason. Um, Anyway, um, all right. I guess uh, any other news anybody wanted to bring up besides the passing of Van Rice? I I have not paid attention
3: to anything, honestly. I have not heard anything. All right.
1: Sounds good. So I guess we can uh, get into our final thoughts on the movie Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. But before we do, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy, Dan.
0: I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Skancy Podcast that's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-2-Y. You can get it wherever you got this one.
1: Excellent. And Mike, uh, me, you, and Eric do another side podcast uh, that we've been recording recently. Yeah, that's Cinema a la Carte, which did we actually record
3: two episodes within a month of each other?
0: I think that happened.
1: Yes, yes. So we're actually going to probably do three uh, in almost uh, just over three a month, months in a
0: row. Whoop, whoop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the car was sort of our
3: filler podcast for when we're not doing any other podcasts, uh, and then things got busy for all of us in one way, shape, or form. So uh, the idea is doing F- movies that are not typically dark discussions material. Um, and so uh, recently, we have uh, done films uh, such as The Edge. Uh, and Flash Gordon, and Collateral, and um, what, was, was, what was your last kiss, one? Kiss, bang, bang. kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Bang Bang is the latest episode. Uh, uh, was, America, uh, History of Violence. History of Violence was another one. So they're not like all fun and games. Uh, although Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a lot of fun and games. There is some darker stuff to it because we are still who we are. And we do have that attraction to things that are a little bit sick, twisted, or scary. But nevertheless, What's they do the nothing to
0: watch something happy.
1: Yes, it's going to make
0: you expect good things to happen.
1: But either way, um, we'll have three episodes coming out in Q1 of 2022, and during that period, uh, myself, Barrett, and Kevin Letts will be recording. Uh, uh, a podcast is coming back, Barrett. Um, Halloween boutique like No, nope, nope, Not that you? one. Not that nope. one. Oh, Discovery <laughs>
2: of Witches is coming back in January. I think the show is going to be coming back, and we will be yep. redoing our podcast again on it.
1: Yep, so Discovery of Witches, Demons, and Vampires, I think it's called. Uh, which we'll, yeah, very uh, excited.
0: We'll do a big throw like that and then get mad when he starts throwing it around the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, 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 and, and we'll, 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 I'll bring that up. Yep, so there's another podcast, too, that uh, myself and Barrett and a couple other rotating co uh do called a Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Uh, we're recording actually an episode this Sunday night. Uh, Mike, you're uh, invited if you're, you're interested. Um, and, and YouTube, Eric, if you wanted to. Um, and it will be a couple another indie film uh, called Be a Moth uh, that we're, that we're going to do. Um, and then uh, so we'll have a few of those in the bag and our interview with Tara Violet, um, that was the director of photography for the film "I Without a Face, uh, that episode should be coming out next week right before Christmas.
2: Really good so, episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, so Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews uh, has a, a bunch of episodes in the queue that are ready to go uh, as well. Um, And that's pretty much that Um, So you can email us at DarkDiscussions at AOL.com Or press contact us on DarkDiscussions.com Send us an email If you want to be a a columnist For the website uh, Just type columnist in the subject Um, So let's get our final thoughts On this movie here Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City So let's stop with you Eric Eric
2: Does the silence say everything? <laughs> I
0: was I was muted and couldn't find my cursor.
3: <laughs> oh, no, no more beeping, please. We had enough cursing. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't like this movie. Uh, it's pretty much a waste of time. I would not recommend it.
1: All right, sounds good. Uh, Barrett?
2: I actually enjoyed the movie, but I probably turned my brain off while I was watching it and just enjoyed the the horror, well, the horror monsters and the action that was going on. So, take that as you will. (laughs) I thought it was okay.
1: All right, sounds good. Uh, For me, um, yeah, it was okay, but uh, don't get your hopes up. Uh, The hype that it is uh, going to be very similar to the video games that are one and two in the series is true only kind of, sort of not really. So uh, yeah, that that's, that's unfortunate. This this movie would have been better off not being called resident evil and just called bio zombie town in Seattle or something. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's not a resident evil movie that, people were hoping for so um just keep that in mind and yeah sorry right. uh mike yeah I, I think it is kind of
3: the resident evil movie people have been hoping for in broad strokes the problem is the devil's in the details and right, right. from the fact that they said it's super super scary and it's not you know that was their goal and they failed miserably at that um that yeah they have all the classic characters there but absolutely none of them is cast well um, and it's not necessarily a fault of the actors. I just think they're miscast in the roles that they're in. Um, yeah, it's just it's just not executed terribly well. I'm kind of like Barrett. I I didn't hate it while I was watching it. Uh, I don't necessarily think this is a bad like just time waster watch if that's a thing. Uh, but unless you're really a fan of the Resident Evil games or. That one of three people that's a fan of video game based movies. I don't. I would not put this on a recommend list. I would really just say it's for for the for the diehard fans only. And and even then, it's just just so you can say you've you've checked that box off.
0: So people who like diehard should watch this.
3: Oh, absolutely. Because this too <laughs> is even though it's it's clearly a Christmas movie, even though it's set <laughs> in September thirtieth. <30th.
1: laughs> clearly. September 30th it was set, huh? I didn't even know that. Okay. All right. So, once again, the film is called Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. It is considered a reboot or at least some sort of film in the Resident Evil film series. Uh, directed by a different director than the prior director, uh, Johannes Roberts. Um Starring numerous folk, uh, but no, 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 you know, Leonardo DiCaprio or Emily Bunce or anything. It's just, you know, whatever. Um, the film is probably going to be gone from theaters pretty quick. Uh, so by the time you hear this, it's probably gone. Uh, but it'll be, of course, uh, available on VOD everywhere. Movies are found sooner or later. And uh, with all that, I guess we can... Uh, head out. So, uh, Eric, why don't you lead everybody... Well, what was that?
0: <laughs> that was me knocking my mic over again. I'm having a bad night, Phil. <laughs> That's alright.
1: All right. It must have been the movie. So, either way, Eric, uh, uh, this film, uh, is over, and this episode is over, so why don't you lead us out?
0: Thank God. Uh, thanks for <laughs> listening to us talk about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Come back next time. We'll have, hopefully, a better topic. <laughs>